humbug. Suppose this is love what I love. A miserable little podcast where two pathetic people in love beg you to love something they do. But how does one love a film? Everyone knows the best film is the one that brought in the biggest return on investment. Humbug to this podcast nonsense. Any idiot who makes a show and doesn't earn any money off it should be cooked with their turkeys on Christmas Day. Bah! <laughs> this week we'll be discussing a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oi! That's brilliant, that is. (laughs) (laughs) A Muppet's Christmas Carol was released in 1992. It's written by... Hey! Sorry, I was born then. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So we get that every 1992 movie that we do? (laughs) <laughs> when i was doing goodfellas i wasn't like goodfellas was released in 1990 <laughs> swish two good things me and the goodfellas same year <laughs> a muppet's christmas carol was released in 1992 it was written by jerry jewel and directed by brian henson as the title suggests it is a muppet adaptation of charles dickens 1843 novella starring gonzo the great Kermit the Frog, Rizzo the Rat, and Michael the Cane. <laughs> Michael the Cane! <laughs> yeah. He's a Muppet too for this one. That's fun. And the story is as old as time, but in case you somehow don't know, it's the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, an elderly miser who is visited by a series of ghosts on Christmas Eve to teach him to be a kinder, more empathetic man. I love that they call it a novella. Because yeah. when you think of a novella today, it's not... I wouldn't put our novellas in the same Doesn't category novella as. just mean short? Oh, I thought it was like drama. Oh, I thought it was like... I think I, I'm thinking of telenovela or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah. That's like a TV. Like a soap yeah. opera. I didn't look this up. I could be wrong. I don't know shit about publications. But I always thought it was like a novella was longer than a short story, but not quite a novel. Mm, that sounds right. Because this is like 90... I looked it up. I, I was thinking about reading it, and then I got busy. <laughs> uh, but it was like 90 pages or so, I think. So it's uh, like it's like a quick read. You know, it's not it's not crazy. You're not going to be reading it over the course of like a month. Yeah, yeah. You know? So this pick right here does have a lot of baggage for me in terms of discussing. Because A Christmas Carol Alone is something we could spend the whole podcast talking about. And then The Muppets as its whole. We've never... I've never brought it to the podcast before, so I've never gotten to show just how much I love these guys. And it's insane, but it is, this is our Christmas episode and I wanted Mm -hmm. to bring what I, what's like a special Christmas movie to me. And if you guys remember from last year with Home Alone, I did say off top that I don't have that many Christmas movies that I'm like in love with. And so when I really had to think about it, I was like, I think this one might actually be probably one of my favorites because outside of the entertainment value, it actually feels very much like what I consider like christmas should be in a, in a sense mm-hmm. and we'll get into it too but a lot of it has to do with charles dickens himself and he wasn't like a very religious man he was the first one to look at christmas kind of in this in the traditions that we kind of see in this movie of like getting together with your family and your loved ones and just kind of like appreciating the people around you right and that kind of became what christmas co-opted into as opposed to being purely a religious thing Hallelujah. so this is like a perfect blend for me where i actually Christmas story, it's, it's by today's standards, it's not a very complicated story. It's, you know, you kind of see everything coming a mile away. But at the same time, I, th- I think it's like its value and like what it kind of added to literature as a whole kind of in the 1800s is kind of wild. So it's, it's pretty exciting to talk about all this. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, just to get like a little housekeeping of uh, some facts out of the way. 
Uh, this movie came out, it had a 12 million budget. It made about $27.2 million. So it, it made good money, but it wasn't like a crazy smash office hit. I'm surprised. Um, like people weren't in, like more uh, curious about it. Yeah, I think it's, it came out... Um, it came out the same year as Home Alone 2. Oh. And usually one Christmas movie... Do- like, usually two Christmas movies don't destroy the box office. Mm-hmm. And Home Alone 2 was going to destroy the box office. <laughs> Parents are like, I'm only going to the theater once. Yeah. Make a choice. Exactly. <laughs> and then I also suspect, because it's the same year as Aladdin, I imagine Disney Whoa. wasn't incredibly gung-ho about putting tons of money in the marketing of this. Mm. You know, I, I didn't look that up or, like, like actually look into it. But I could imagine they were like, we're going to... Let's let's focus on Aladdin this year and not, not on the Muppets. Muppets was under Disney at this point? No. So I was going to get into that. This, oh. basically the background of this was, it, was, it wasn't it was originally going to be a movie. Brian Henson just had the idea of doing this as a, like a made-for-TV special because the Muppets do that all the time. Right. And he sold the idea to the ABC like TV, which was owned by Disney. Right. And um, as they were developing it, he kind of got like a little bit more ambitious, was getting really good ideas. And then like what, the parent company of Walt Disney, the film division, sh- showed interest and they were like, we actually would like to release this oh. as a feature film and, you know, increase the budget and like actually have this be something big. And then so it actually became like one of the first times Disney and the Muppets kind of worked together. And then it wouldn't be until probably like 10 years later or so. I Probably around 2000 when the Disney would just outright buy the Muppets gotcha. and own everything. Okay. Um, that makes but sense. I was looking into it too. Apparently Jim Henson was in the process of trying to like sell the Muppets to Disney. Because he always wanted to move on to... Like he was he's a very creative guy. So he was always down to go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to get like pigeonholed. So he, he just thought like, oh yeah, they can keep living on through them. But uh, him dying so quickly just kind of like... That, that all those deals fell through with his death, you know, right. it didn't, didn't come about till years later. But yeah, so then that that's how it then just kind of snowballed into kind of a bigger movie with a bigger budget with a star like Michael Caine, all because it, it went from this tiny little TV special. And in the TV special, it was going to be like the, the Muppets were going to play pretty much all the roles, like the ghosts and everything. So like Gonzo was going to be just Christmas past, Piggy, Christmas present, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. And then it wasn't until they went, as a full-blown movie that they were like, let's design these all new characters and have them move the way old Muppets never did and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it it, it kind of like ballooned from there. <laughs> and uh, this was the first time Brian Henson would be directing. So he was also like, for him, it, he was super nervous. Like everything I've, I've heard him say right. is that, you know, he was like 28. It was, you know, he's worked Jeez. on he's worked on these movies with his dad before. But it's young though. Yeah, yeah to, to be directing. And then not only him... Um, I don't know the Muppet performers' names that well. Steve Whitmire, this was his first time taking over as Kermit, also because Jim Henson does Kermit, right? So, uh, so that was like insane. Like he was freaking out on that too. Oh no! And then he would go on to be Kermit up until recently. I think on whatever the most recent like Disney Plus thing is, they they replaced him, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like. It was like amicable. I think I think he's pissed about it. Like, oh no! Like, which I'm like, fuck that man. Like, there's only been two Kermits. Like, you're bringing up, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, if he's still around and doing it, <laughs> and he like he studied under Henson, so like, you know, he kind of just felt like the logical person to do it. You know? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's both the voice and the the movement, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. There's been two Muppet TV shows that have both lasted a season in the last like five years, and I haven't watched either of them. But from what I could tell, it's all more like. It doesn't seem like a lot of complicated puppetry. It just seems like a lot of, like, they're focusing more on the writing. Mm-hmm. And the puppets are just kind of standing there delivering the dialogue. So I'm wondering if they care less. It seems like just, like, less care is given to the puppeteers. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. And I can also see that happening. I've heard Frank Oz criticize that of, like, some modern Muppet stuff as well. Where he's just like, 
you guys aren't the writers aren't working with the performers well, like the writers are writing and then telling you know like he's no like an art day he's like he's like i wrote and perform like you know he's like he's like i did miss piggy's voice i did her puppetry and i was there with the writers figuring out what we could do with miss piggy you right. know what i mean <laughs> they do improvise a lot and add a lot of to course, the script yeah, yeah. so like the fact that you know it seems like there was a lack of that in these most more recent muppets kind of saddens yeah. me because it's it's pretty wild. Because like puppetry itself is really hard, and then voice right. acting and and just being a character is really hard. And then when you find these people who could do both together, yeah, it's where you get the magic. It's of, very special. You know, it's, it's and it's what like Jim Henson was like the king of finding. You know, like yeah. he's, he would always uh, create this wild, wild, wild stuff. Their parties must be crazy. Like, do they go with the puppets? To the <laughs> yeah, party? I don't know. The maybe. cat, the rat parties. <laughs> maybe um, is it the best t thing in the world to be on one of these sets like was michael kane just having the time of his life <laughs> being like the only human or like you yeah know, yeah the I'm, main cast yeah, member it's, it's probably a pretty good time <laughs> i mean there's tons of like limitations of like the way the sets are all built to accommodate the puppets that kind of suck mm. so like when you if you watch behind the scenes of this movie it's like you know the whole town that they've built first of all it's very small because they want the puppets to look Real scale size. to the to the to everything, not necessarily the people. Yeah. So it's like it's built smaller, so the puppets look to scale. But then whenever there's puppets on the street, that's all people like in ditches underneath. Yeah. So there were just these narrow planks that like he had to walk across and make very tiny steps, so that way he wouldn't reach the end of the set too fast. Oh, man. You know. So it was like, I'm sure it's fun, but at the same time, it's probably like fuck, like every <laughs> like you you have like no options as a human because everything is built. To make these puppets work Aww. and make them look awesome. So it's, yeah. But I'm sure it's got to be awesome. Yeah. And with Michael Caine, apparently, he wanted to be on The Muppet Show real bad. Like, The Muppet Show filmed in London all five, six years, whatever it was that it was on. And he was, he had some tax shit going on and he couldn't live in, in England until he paid it back. Oh. So, like, during <laughs> the 70s. Damn. Okay, Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was, like, basically living in exile. Whoa. And therefore couldn't be on The Muppets and it always, like, bummed him out. Like, he was just like, fuck i would have loved it and then here we are 20 years later in the 90s and he was just like oh yeah i'm, I'm on board like he was he was a game to do this one wow but i think some of the things i mean yo the muppets love them they're inherently very silly you know very fun characters they bring songs they bring they bring laughter and, and slapstick comedy but i think what makes this movie special at least in my eyes is the respect that like the text and the story is given where even though this is a kids movie by all means it respects, like, Charles Dickens' original story by, like, still being scary when it needs to be, like, scary. Not shying away from things like death and fucking, like, whooping cough and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And kind of keeping, like, you have Rizzo the Rat and, and Gonzo kind of as the narrators playing Charles Dickens and his, Rizzo the Rat. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, they, they, you know, they're there and they do all tons of slapstick. They're constantly, like, being silly, but... It never distracts from, like, the, the main story. Whenever the story needs to play it serious, they don't, like, make a gag. Mm -hmm. And what I love is I saw interviews with Michael Caine where he loves the Muppets and he loves this story. And he was just like, I'm going to play this as if I just walked into the Shakespeare broad, whatever the hell, the, uh, I forgot, something company, like acting company okay yeah there are a lot of them but yeah he, go said, on. he said he said a name <laughs> yeah but he was like and he was like I'm, not, I'm gonna play completely straight i'm never gonna act like i'm looking at a muppet i'm gonna act mm. like i'm looking at people the entire time Respect. i'm never gonna wink at the camera like all this and it fucking works like he's like in such a where everything around him is silly and talk, like talking lock boxes and cabbages and then this guy like when he's like crying i'm like jesus christ i feel it you know like because he's such a good actor 
So I just love how serious they all take like the text. And I think in terms of this being a non-Jim Henson Muppet movie, it's definitely a step down in humor. I don't think this is anywhere near as funny as the other movies. Like, I think the other ones are fucking, like, actually funny. Like, not even just, like, kid funny. Like, there's really good comedy. And this one's definitely a little bit toned down and a little bit more for kids. But I think it fits to introduce children to this story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's not quite as, like, where it's it's not quite as adult in the jokes and, and the dialogue in between the Muppets. It retains that uh, adult factor where everyone of the different ages can enjoy it by keeping the story untouched. Does gotcha. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 just why like I think what makes this like a step up above like other adaptions cuz everybody from fucking Mickey Mouse, I'm sure the Rugrats, like who gives like every kid's property it has some version of the Christmas Carol. Right. Um but that this is that's the reason why I always come back to this one. I I think it's awesome. And uh before I go into my history, Masha, do you I mean, I know you're not like a you're not really into the Muppets that much, but what's your history with them? Do you, this adaptation specifically or just the Christmas Carol? Yeah, so I actually knew, or I don't think it's possible to not know about the Muppets. Oh, yeah. Uh, so obviously I know know about the Muppets. Don't know how, can't tell you. They're just ingrained in our culture. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really watch them. Um, the most I learned about the Muppets was when I became an NBC page because it was part of our tour script. Um, there's like a Muppets closet on the sixth floor oh, at NBC. Snap. Um, that you, you know, you could stop by on the tour. Uh, so I knew about Jim, Jim Henson, um, and the Muppets, uh, as far as a Christmas Carol goes, I obviously know the story and fun fact, both my mom and I were in a Christmas Carol musical. Oh, really? Yeah. Back when I was in high school, it was community theater in Rhode Island. Who did you guys play? <laughs> well, my mom was actually uh, Scrooge's like girlfriend from back in the day. Oh, like, really? She got cast as her. Whoa. She was Belle? Is, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it was so funny though, too, because I kept being like, you have to memorize your mo- your lines. Like, let's rehearse, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I got it. And then we would go to rehearsals and she'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to look at my script. <laughs> and then, it, like, you know, you get that shame a little bit. Everyone's got their lines memorized and you don't. Yep. And then she was like, I'm so sorry, I should have rehearsed with you. <laughs> so that was a fun moment in my life. Um, Wait, who are you? I was in the chorus. So oh, I had, okay. like, multiple roles. Yeah, and, like, yeah. you know, like, I was a ghost and, mm. like, or, like, an assistant ghost to, like, <laughs> Assistant ghost. You got the ghost coffee? <laughs> no, like, you know, like... You the, set up his Google calendar. Each, each ghost had a song, like a solo. So, yeah. like, you know, I'd be like a, a chorus member, like, doing the backup... So, like, uh, assistant ghost is fucking hysterical. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was actually fun. Like, I just... I didn't recall it until we were watching last night. I was like, oh, snap. we were I was in the musical. Um, we had, like, you know, four show performances. Nice. So it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm f- very familiar with the, the story. So, it was pretty cool to see, like, this adaptation. And also, fan of Michael Caine, you know, from his notable role in Miss Congeniality. Yep. And uh, that's really what he's known for, yeah, if I mean, I'm being honest. Yeah, he wasn't famous <laughs> until then, so... <laughs> thankfully that role came oh, about man but yeah everything else that i know about the muffets is really through your fandom mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean what about you like how did you first come do you even remember how you first came across the muffets not the real muppets i definitely loved the muppet babies as a kid that cartoon that was on uh, um but i was like you know i was like when i was like under five you know i just like well it was my babies yeah, they were great puppets. yeah 
No, they were. It was just a cartoon. Oh, yeah, car- just a car- cartoon. Cartoon about <laughs> the Muppets when they were babies. They all lived in preschool. Oh, they had a nanny, like and you, you only ever see her feet. You never saw her like the rest of her body. So you <laughs> just like come in and like tell the Muppets what's up, and then get out of there. That's funny. And then they'd go on, uh, go on adventures. Cute. Uh, so yeah, I was I was into that, and then I don't know. Again, like you, I don't really actually have like because of, I guess the new Muppet babies. I just always knew Muppets, and I would catch like glimpses of here and there, you know, of just like them. And then even this, like, I, it's not like I watched this as a kid. Because, I mean, the amount of times I've said it on this podcast, but I was always trying way too hard as a kid to not be into kid stuff because I thought it made me cooler, you know, blah, blah, blah. All that lame shit. So I would just, <laughs> like, I could just imagine me just being, like, hey, skipping right over the Muppets in my, or, like, in the, in the years of, like, 10 when I probably should have been into them. Too cool. Yeah. And then, I don't know, somewhere like my late teens, I definitely caught this movie somewhere. Yeah, they're just, like, in a mood to watch Christmas movies. And, like, I, I just, like, caught this and I was like, damn, it's pretty good. Like, you know, songs are in my head and this and that. And then that was when I start, like deep dove into Muppets and stuff and like realized that there was the deep show. Deep dive in at 10. Yeah. Well, because they were always like on TV, you know, but I didn't real. No, not 10. I was older than that. Oh, oh right. That's sorry. That's in my late yeah, teens. Yeah, yeah. Late, yeah, late yeah. teens, sorry. <laughs> Probably even late. Who knows how old I was really. And uh, and that's when I realized that there was like the show and then there was like a whole movie franchise and then there was like Jim Henson died. And I was kind of just like learning that stuff. Right. And then even still to this day, I still haven't even seen every single Muppet movie. I actually just, I mean, you've seen me watching them. I recently just bought, like, a box set of them. Yeah. But the one I haven't seen is the one that everyone says is the worst, which is Muppets in Space. Mm. And I think the main reason I'm not watching it is because it's not a musical. Oh. And it just seems like that's going to get a little boring. Mm-hmm. Like, the Muppets got to be singing. Yeah. Are Probably. they sing- Are they singing in all the other movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Every weird. Every single one. And is, are the Hensons involved like is Brian involved in all of these movies or? Uh, yeah. Or was he involved I know, in the he space one? He directed this one and the next one, Muppet Treasure Island. But I don't think I don't know if he directed Space. Okay. But I'm sure involved. I mean, when it's the Henson Company, if it's Muppets, it's the Henson That's, Company. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, listen, I love this movie. I think what Brian Henson did was brilliant. Loves dad. Loves his work. But. Somehow, this is the same Brian Henson who made that fucking Happy Time Murders. Right. And I don't know, man. Like, I just... How did how that you... happen? This movie right here is, like, so pure of heart and, like, just nice. <laughs> and, like, Happy Time Murders <laughs> is, like, the nastiest. Well... That was that Puppets Coming on the Walls movie. Yeah, so... Yeah, what happened? Because this... He separated. I think once Disney, like, bought it out, he walked away. Like, I don't think he has any... He hasn't had anything to do with the Muppets since the Disney buyout. Uh-huh. So I think this was him trying to, like, start his own brand of puppets. But that's such and a that weird direction bombed. to take. Like, well, to mean, go from wholesome to oh, no, I get, graphic. I get that. Because you, you, also, you also have to compete with the Muppets. Like, he wasn't going to make something more wholesome. Oh. Like, if he, if he came out with just another wholesome set of puppets, people would be like, we already got Kermit and Friends. Right. So I get trying to go that route. but And I don't even mind that. Like, I like R-rated comedies. But, like, the writing is, like, juvenile. Yeah. Like, it the was, trailer's like... trailer's pretty bad. It's not... It's not my cup of... Like... And again, I like gross humor. Like it's just, it's, it's like it's so easy. The jokes, or it's just like, what if puppets had sex and then they jizzed all over the walls? Yeah. And then we've made that happen with silly string and puppets. Wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, listen, uh, do you have the latest issue of Puppet Pussy Party? Hmm? Puppet Pussy Party. Yeah, I saw that we got one just in. Let's see. Oh, um, felt fetish fur burger. Mm. Ass puppet jamboree. Yeah. Puppet chicks with puppet dicks. Ah. Here we go. Puppet pussy party. 
I, I think the ghost of Jim Henson is haunting him to yeah, this day. So I don't know. Like, I'm always like, I always like forget. Like, I'm always like, ah, Brian Henson, the guy who made the first Muppet movie without Jim Henson and crushed it. You know? <laughs> and then I'm like, Brian Henson, the guy who made fucking Happy Time Murders. Yikes. Yeah, so I'm not on board with that, but I'm on board with his work on this. Okay. Yeah, it's just... But again, you know, who gives a shit? Like, it's like, yeah, it's a movie that failed. It's, it's move on. It's like the other world. That's funny. So yeah, even though I haven't technically seen all of them, I, I love to just... I love watching the Muppets. I, I enjoy visiting the show from time to time in clip form, but I'm not... Because I wasn't of the age of the 70s i'm not actually the biggest muppet show fan uh-huh. it's a little too old timey for me it's very like old school variety style you know where it's like you know we'll have like a, a singer and then uh and then it's like a talenty thing and a, a joke session so i like when people clip that up into best ofs but i can't i can't mess with the show too much i think it's just because i'm too young mm-hmm. but the movies are right in my alley i think they're all great or all the ones i've seen at least and they all bring something a little bit different um and this one like I said, so this is like the fourth one. So we've already had three original stories kind of come out of these guys. So it's cool. F- I like the I like the kind of adaptation angle of this one. That's cool. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, it's got to be like 85, right? Or higher. For, um, for which one? Critic or audience? For both. Uh, well, guess the percent. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 80 or higher. <laughs> I'm trying to get my odds. All right, so 90% critics, 85% audience. Close on the audience, 86%. Okay. Off on the critics, 76%. Jesus Christ, yeah, critics. Yeah. Some people don't like... They're Scrooge. They're yeah. like humbug. They are like the the, guy, the Muppet purists out there. Like, they hate everything since Jim Henson died. They just think it's all, it's all lost the magic. And like, yeah, I love Jim Henson more than a lot of people. But I love the Muppets. And I feel like he didn't want them to die with him. Like, he, he even said, like, I want to sell them to, you yeah. know, like, like let, let the Muppets live, you know? So I don't know. And then I guess just because it's not as like, you know, in the in the 70s Muppets movies, people are like smoking cigarettes. Mm. You know, I'm pretty sure Rolf's like a sex addict. Like, mm. <laughs> that's my interpretation <laughs> of a Rolf song in the first movie. It's not it's not explicit by any means. It just, just seems like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. She just walked out on me. Yeah, typical. That's why I live alone. You do, huh? You bet. I finish work. I go home. Read a book, have a couple of beers, take myself for a walk, and go to bed. Nice and simple. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. Wait, you said Ralph, right? Ralph the dog. Oh, the dog. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he has a big role in this movie. I can't remember. No. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Russo the rat. Oh, Rizzo? Rizzo, sorry. Russo. My 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 notes uh, automatically did the spell check. <laughs> Yo, why was Rizzo the rat himself? Cuz Charles cuz they, they didn't have there is no second narrator in the story. Oh, that makes so sense. So they just wanted to, they were like, "Yeah, why not?" All right. That makes sense. All right. Oh, and keeping in line of what I was saying earlier of like respecting the original text by making Gonzo play Charles Dickinson himself, they were able to most of his narration when he's not talking to Rizzo is the actual words of the book, like uh, yeah, yeah, including yeah. like the start when he said the Marleys were dead to begin with, like that's the first line of the book. Yeah. So it's like they still wanted to keep that kind of like Dickensian writing in there, as what other other adaptations don't usually do that. So mm-hmm. I think that's another reason why it was like it was good to maybe basically make Gonzo be Charles Dickens, which I thought was pretty hilarious too. That's cool. Yeah. Right. You want to dive into this one? Well. I am in the Christmas spirit, so. 
Yeah, we're gonna break our normal structure for this one too, folks. Uh, like like normal, no spoilers, non spoilers. This story came out two hundred years ago. It's not very complicated. I think if uh, if you don't see what's coming, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So we're just gonna kind of well, we might we might break it down still in order, but we're not gonna worry too much about uh, spoiling the ending. Humbug. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it's not always bah humbug. Yeah. It's humbug and it's literally goes bah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, as as someone who doesn't watch this most Christmases like me, yeah. uh, <laughs> where, uh, how did you like, uh, just like the right, right away with the opening? Where the kinda, the like, song? Well, like, well, we'll go into the song at first, but first, like, the kind of what we were talking about of Gonzo playing uh, uh, Charles oh. Dickens and, like, addressing the audience directly. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, I thought that was cute. And it brought you into the story and introduces you to charles dickens style of writing as well like yeah. to young kids and i like it too because all the muppet movies have always kind of like broken the fourth wall and like known they were like the muppets know they're actors in a movie yeah. which they don't do that a lot in this but i like it because they do it here but they also play it up where i, I do love the opening credits of like treating the muppets as actors yes me so it's too. Like, like kermit the frog as bob cratchit you know it's like yeah i thought that yeah, was pretty they're awesome. actual like people rather than like characters yeah that's why i put them in the starring as 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 the, as the you know as their names as well but yeah i like it too where it's like this is the famous kermit the frog just be- playing alongside actor michael Caine. you yeah. know so yeah, i dug that a lot i gotta say their acting's pretty good i almost didn't uh remember that he was kermit the frog right <laughs> bob cratchit baby <laughs> There were no arms in the air, like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what, you know, it's like, I get why Muppet lovers aren't, if they don't love this one, because it is the le- least Muppety of them all. Mm-hmm. But I like it because they, they're they committing, you know? Like, Fozzie plays Fozziewig. He doesn't <laughs> play Fozziewig, the stand-up comedian, because that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So even though he's Fozzie, the stand-up comedian, he just plays Fozziewig. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's great. And also, like... How fucking they went home early that day. They were probably so excited because the character's name is Fezziwig in the book, oh. and they were like, "We got someone named Fozzie. Like, <laughs> plug it in." Yeah, <laughs> you know that was that was a home by three day, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Reporter. <laughs> I gotta say though, we gotta retire this saying of I know it as well as I know the back of my hand. Yeah. Does anyone know the back of their hand? I don't know. I don't know. The as back a kid, of my hand. as a kid, I thought it was the back of your head. <laughs> And then I would always be like, why do people say that stupid saying? You can't even see the back of your head. <laughs> and like, like, I thought it meant the opposite. I thought it meant you didn't know. Like, you would say, you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, I don't know, I like the back of my head. Like, oh, shit, you don't know nothing? <laughs> so I'm an idiot. Oh, man. I wrote that down. It bothers me so much. I'm like, my, the back of my hand doesn't even have identifiable features. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, can you name all of the Muppets? Mm, probably not all of them, no. Uh, okay. A good amount, I think. No, but there's some, yeah, there's some, obscure. Yeah. Uh, not obscure, but like ones who don't talk that much. So I'm like, ah, I forget his name. So there were like a good amount of uh, new, quote unquote, new Muppets, right? Like they, there were puppets created for this movie in particular. Like because they're, they're filling a town with so many Muppets. And I can't imagine that though that many Muppets existed prior well, to this. I mean, kind of, yes and no. There's, whenever there's like... Like the talking cabbages, that's probably right. new. You know what I mean? So, okay. And then, like later, the Marleys have like the their little lock boxes, like like talk. So stuff like that. In that sense, yes, new. But in like new characters with names, yeah, okay. no, except for the three ghosts. Uh, gotcha, they very gotcha, deliberately gotcha. wanted to make the three ghosts be 
completely new designs that don't look or move like the other Muppets mm-hmm. to differentiate them like in the story and make them a little bit more like make it more memorable and just even a little scarier. You right. know what I mean? But yeah, other than that, so originally I was going to say, no, there are no new Muppets. But yeah, I guess technically when there's like a singing pair that might, may or may not have ever been a singing pair before. <laughs> but I, you know, it's but having a new Muppet means like a, a Muppet with a name and a, a personality. Gotcha. You know, so like, no, there, there wasn't like tons of new Muppets in that sense. Well, all I know is there should be a spinoff Muppet short with the mice. Yeah. <laughs> you love the mice. Please, sir. <laughs> I want some cheese. Well, well, let's talk about that Scrooge song. I fucking, I think that song nails it. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's catchy as as hell, but it's uh, just the writing is so good, and like the way Michael Caine, they shoot him. He's already obviously way taller than the Muppets, but they shoot him at such high angles that uh-huh. he just seems like this like domineering presence. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah. No, it's great, and I love that it was fully a Muppet song. Yeah. Too. Like, yes, there were humans in some shots, but like they fully gave it to the Muppets. Yeah. To, like, take away. Because it's it like, away. yeah, it's like the Muppets are the only lower class people we see. Mm-hmm. The other humans are all like high status. And by other humans, it's like three, four other people. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, so like the Muppets are like the poor people. So like, he, they're the ones directly getting fucked by Scrooge. So it's, it's good that they're singing a song. Yeah. But I still kind of talk about like the set design in general. I love. I love the whole, everything they built. Like, I just love the look of, of you know, 1800s London. <laughs> you know, it just looks very cold and depressing. But then to go off, like, the, well, there might not be the adultness and the humor. I love how, like, they don't shy away from just, like, how, like, shitty it looks. Like, they don't, like, shy away from, like, oh, we're poor. This looks to be us. Like, they're shivering. They're living, like, in rafters and, like, you know, like, under streets. Like, it just looks like a rough, a rough time. And I, like, I like that they didn't shy away from that aspect Mm -hmm. of it that was kind of charles dickens i'm not the biggest charles dickens head so i might get some stuff wrong but from what i understand he was like a journalist before he was a writer and it's kind of what the fifth season of the wire is about some reason i know this (laughs) 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 because it was kind of like parallel in that but uh but you know he got famous by like like writing kind of like the truth about being in the lower class in london in the 1800s and Uh like the shitty stuff you had to do to survive then he put that into his fiction, probably. Fuck, is, <laughs> is David Simon, the, the, the guy who created The Wire, is he the, like, modern-day fucking Charles Dickens? Because I'm, I'm, I'm telling that story, and I'm like, that's the same thing that motherfucker did. <laughs> Where he was writing in the Baltimore Sun for all those years, and then realized that, like, most, pe- most people don't read that. So he was like, if I write fiction... I can put these things in that and get more people to understand what I'm trying to get across. Yeah. That's why he read The Wire. <gasps> so I'm like, is that was Charles Dickens thing? Like, I don't know. Again, I'm not What the, if I'm, he's reincarnated Charles Dickens? I didn't read a lot about Charles Dickens, so just fucking don't. Oh, don't come at me like, like, I don't know. The, the, like, I, I might have got shit wrong. But that's all. I, that's from what I could tell. So I like that they, they stuck with that. Like, this does not... Not that it, it would glamorize being poor, but it really makes it be like, fuck, I don't want to be poor during this time. Yeah. This rough. And I don't want to work for Scrooge. Yeah, and we got yeah, we got Scrooge. He's working. I mean, at least they're working. Other people got got nothing going on. Like that's I know. Rough. Yo, all those Muppets are like punks. Oh, the 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 rats. Yeah, <laughs> they try and like get Kermit the Frog's character to like step up for them, and then like when he speaks up, they're like, ah, that they was the frog's idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I gotta say, I love the ad lib 
that happens. Like if you really listen when groups of Muppets talk. Yeah, there's always re- a funny line thrown in. Yeah, they have some yeah. nuggets in there, which I really enjoyed. It's not an ad lib, but it, it, it always makes me giggle. Like when, when he asks, he's like, hey, it's, it's a little bit colder. You mind if you put another thing of coal in there? Yeah. And he's like, you think this is cold? It's You think it's cold on the unemployment line? And then they're all wearing like Hawaiian shit. And they're yeah. like, heat wave. And they're doing a little dance. <laughs> it's fun. It's cute. It is cute. Um. And yeah, I love, I mean, to have Kermit play Bob Cratchit is great. Instead he, of having a Muppet place. Or, or just like, or, like, or that, yeah, but like specifically, like not a different Muppet. Like Kermit kind of embodies, like Kermit's like a very kind of like hopeful, optimistic. Mm. That's like his character as a Muppet. So it kind of fits real well. And I also like it too, because every other Muppet movie leading up to this point is starring Kermit. Mm. And Kermit and Miss Piggy usually play like the two most prominent roles. And while I love those early movies, there's all, their romance is always a huge part of it. And like, yeah, after three movies, it's like, all right, we got it. <laughs> so I love that this one, they like, they're really on the sidelines, especially Miss Piggy. She shows up like 50 minutes in. Yeah. But I also think that was a little deliberate because, A, again, this wasn't Jim Henson doing Kermit for the first time. So they probably didn't want to just like, you know, they probably didn't want to throw it in our faces, you know, like have Kermit be there, have him have some great moments, but it's mm-hmm. not his story. And then Frank Oz, who did Miss uh, Piggy. He's like Jim Henson's best friend. He does Yoda on Star Wars. Like I got to meet him that one time when he did a rental from us. It was amazing. <laughs> He's still in this doing Miss Piggy and his other characters, but they all have noticeably less role, like smaller roles. Yeah. And it's it's only a little while after this that he steps away completely. So I'm like. I was wondering too if that was just on purpose, where they were like, "He's like, I'll be in it, but I don't want Miss Piggy to have like a, like a song, and like you know, I don't want like tons of time." Right. That's what I would guess. Oh. But it it, it works because then all of a sudden it's like, like Gonzo gets to step in, like these other like smaller Muppets. It, it's cool. I like it. That's cool. And as much as I love Kermit, you know, he's he's he was the the fucking star of the last three. So yeah, put him on the side. You know what a cool bonus piece of content would have been for this is to have. Like a short, like five to ten minute video of casting a Christmas Carol with the Muppets. So it's like showing the Muppets audition for the roles. Yeah, kind of like those SNL skits. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So like you have, you know, Miss Piggy auditioning for whatever, like her role. Yeah, like like, like she auditioned to play like the girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Like, no, we can't have that. That would have been fun, you know? Um, but one thing that this uh, this movie made me realize is I don't think Michael Caine needs any humans around him in order to act. No, I guess. Oh, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what he was saying in the thing where he's like, "I'm just gonna pretend you're all humans. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna act like I'm talking about felt frog." You know? Jesus Christ, that guy. And just like, yeah, like his coldness. Just like, oh, I love it. I love <laughs> him just throwing Muppets out in the street, you know, and shit. I love how like cold they make it feel. You know, you watch this movie, you're, you're chilly. You're like, it's fucking cold out there. <laughs> you're chilly. And I love, uh, I just love the little like. There, there are little. I know I said up top where like it doesn't quite have like the weight and adult humor, but I think there's still plenty in there. Yeah. I like. I I just love like the little character building of like how cheap Scrooge is, where Gonzo and Rizzo are freezing outside. And then they're like, quick, let's get inside. It's going to be war. Like, like it's yeah. freezing. And then they get inside and they're like, Jesus, it's colder in here. And like, <laughs> like he's somehow so cheap, he makes it colder inside than it is outside. Yeah. <laughs> I dig that. I know you mentioned, uh, like, they had to make the set so that way the puppeteers could operate. But, like, I thought it was really cool how there were some, like, freeform puppeteering happening. Like, it didn't seem... The puppets were operating as if there was no one doing the... The puppeteering yeah. you know what i mean like specific parts or? like there were like rats skating 
yeah, or like yeah. dancing. I don't know. It just seemed like there was no one operating them. Yeah. What, of, did they add special effects too? Yeah. So that's they they were able to do some effects in this one that they, that they never really were able to pull off in the past. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think is cool too. And again, I'm kind of gonna use this as like a, just to talk about why I love the Muppets so much. Yeah. The reason why I think the movies are fucking so cool is like. Henson, he didn't want to make a movie just for the sake of making a movie. He wanted to, like, do things that you couldn't do on TV. So the Muppet show was always very flat. The Muppets were always, you know, behind the thing, so you could have someone's hand behind them. Yeah. If it was ever a full-bodied Muppet, it was usually a person in a suit wearing a mask. And so when it came to, like, the first movie, he was like, well, we have a budget now for the first time. Let's do some wild shit. And in that movie, you it's like the first time you see Kermit the Frog walking around head to toe. And it's like a very complicated thing that they did back then. And, you know, they get Kermit the Frog riding a bicycle, which like still to this day is like, God, look at that motherfucker. Like, yeah. How'd you, how'd you guys pull that off? Um, Our most wholesome show of the year. And you're like, F-bombs yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I get excited. Uh, and uh, the last shot of the first movie, which is amazing. I forget the number, but it has, I think, like 205 puppets in it. Jesus. Like it took like, it took like a hundred, I think it took. I think it's like, like almost every puppeteer in America. Like they sent out like a call. Like they had like 150 people in Whoa. this like 17 foot dish, ditch, all doing a puppet at the same time. It's pretty That's crazy. So it's cool. all this the first movie is the best movie. Like I know we're, I didn't cover it and we're doing this one, but if you leave this and you say, I want to watch one Muppet movie, I love this one. I still say go watch the OG. It's ah. fucking great. But what I was saying is so he wanted to do stuff like that that you couldn't do with the budget of the show, with the limitations of the show. And then each movie kind of went from there. The second movie has more people, more puppets riding bikes, blah, blah. Right. At this point, there wasn't like, quote unquote, too much left to see them do. But what they were able to do for the first time, and it's mostly on display when Bob Cratchit has Tiny Tim on his shoulders and they're, they're dancing on the roof. They're dancing through the streets, singing Tis the Season. Mm-hmm. And it's just a full body shot and you see all four limbs yes. going at once. So they would literally like shoot that all over blue screen, and then they had ten performers all around them, head to toe blue screened, uh, all each moving a different limb, and then they were able to, for the first time, still before computers, but they were able to map them out. That's and crazy. In. So they were never able to do that in the seventies and eighties, where they could put a full performer on camera and then just take them out. Yeah. So like that, that was how they kind of upped the quote unquote like puppet. The Muppet technology in this one. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I was like, whoa, how yeah. the hell? I, th- I think when Kermit ice skates, though, I'm pretty sure that's just a guy. And then they, like, composite Kermit's head over him. Oh, like, I think okay. it's just a regular guy. I'm, that, that would, that's, <laughs> if I, I've watched it a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't look like a puppet moving. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sick. Oh, they also, in the first movie, they build a giant animal that's, like, I forget what it was, like, 30 feet. Like, a giant animal. Like, it's fucking dope. Yeah, gotta, gotta see the Muppet movie. Do you have any idea why I wrote Marley and Marley? Yo! Yeah, because they're, uh, they're, that's kind of how their song goes. We're Marley and Marley. Oh! Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're Marley and Marley. Yes, I remember now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> the, all right, I remember now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I mean, if we all know the story, or most of us yes. do, Scrooge had these two business partners who passed away. Well, so actually, oh, wait, it's actually one business it. partner. They changed, oh, it, right. they, they changed it to two because they wanted uh, Statler and Wardolph to, to, to play off play of off. each other. Yeah, yeah, because they, they're always a pair. Yeah. So it's, it, it's just one Marley. Okay. It's just Jacob Marley in the original story. Gotcha. So these, um, 
I mean, I guess in this story, this adaptation, the ghosts are haunting him to tell him that, like, you know, he's going to have the same fate where he's going to be doomed. Yeah, they're basically in hell. Yeah, So, like, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, it, it plays it up with a cute song, but they come from hell covered in chains. It's kind of dark. <laughs> saying, like, we lived our lives being greedy pieces of shit. Now we're in hell burning for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And maybe you should change your ways. You know? Yeah. Though they didn't seem to mind hell so much. <laughs> Not these Marley and Marleys, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're, yeah, they're like... They, they're so miserable that they like they love miserable shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically they warn him, you know, he's going to be visited by these three ghosts. Oh, yeah. Uh, so real quick, I should have said this up top, but another reason Christmas Carol's best Christmas story is Christmas ghost story. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Of course you What else do you need? Ghosts. ghosts and demons and hell and Jesus. shit. Jesus. All right. Back on track. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, when we're talking about these three ghosts, you know, you, you mentioned that they wanted to make these new characters that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. I don't count this first ghost as a Muppet at all the ghost of christmas past yes in fact i think it's the scariest thing i've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life yo you're not alone their intention was to make the ghost (laughs) of christmas yet to come be the scary one and everybody thinks the ghost of christmas (laughs) past is scarier it's freaking creepy it looks like yeah it definitely looks like uh something straight out of one of henson's like more adult things like dark crystal or fucking labyrinth or something like that you know it's like it's definitely like that dead face that just floats around. And, yo, so I didn't know this. I was looking into it. They filmed, so they, they filmed that puppet in a tank of water. And that's how they got the movements. Oh. And then that's and then they just composited those shots, like, into it. So that's why, mm-hmm. like, the way it moves, it's all, like, so slow, but, like, kind of, like, pretty and wavy. Because it's, like, all its, it's, it's, like, completely aquatic the way it moves. Yeah. And I was, like, that's fucking sick. I think it has something to do because the face isn't as emotive. No, it's, like, it's, like, a dead, like angel face yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's doing that thing where like you know when faces are like that humans can't really like something's off and you can't interpret it yeah that's how i feel when i look at this this ghost Uh i do not like it for sure yeah i know i i dig it and we get the (laughs) christmas pass we kind of see young scrooge just I love that he was always just kind of like a like a greedy prick, even as a kid. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> he had no time for nonsense. He's even as a kid. I blame the parents uh, who we, weren't around. Yeah, we don't ever see his parents. I know, but like that's why he's like he doesn't know what happiness is because yeah. he was never taught. Yeah, he basically. I like they made uh, like Sam, uh, Sam the Eagle is kind of like his. Uh, mentor yeah kind of like mentor teach them about business and all that yeah like as he as a kid he he was like down to business all the time he wasn't like mean-spirited no he just like didn't i think the i mean and we'll talk about it as as we get into the o- older ones but yeah it's like he was very business oriented but yeah he wasn't very mean like he, he wasn't very cold yet he was just like taught that like no you have to succeed you got to make money you got to do all this stuff yeah and then you know, we only get a little bit of it, but when he's working for Fozziewig, like, Fozziewig's, like, a very kind, throws these Christmas parties. Yeah. And then fucking old Scrooge comes in. He's like, see how much we're paying for this party? And all that stuff. <laughs> Freaking. Like, hey, get a Humbug. <laughs> Your boss is paying for it. Enjoy. <laughs> 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 and then at that party is where we meet Belle, his, like, the girl he tends to marry or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this, this leads to, there's a cut scene from this movie. Oh. That, like... I would have to think about other cutscenes, but this is probably like the most, like the worst cutscene, or I mean, not worst, like the most important cutscene to be cut from a movie. Oh no, <laughs> that's ever been cut. <laughs> Jesus, what happened? <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna go that far, but like, I, I think it really changes 
it makes a lot of the story lose its impact. Oh wait, you're saying that it's it makes sense that they cut it. No, no, I'm saying it makes the movie worse that they cut it. Oh no. So there's a whole so you know the scene when it's the flashback of him and his the girl like breaking up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it, he won't marry her because it's they haven't made enough money yet. Yeah. Apparently. So in the version we see is like they have that little bit of conversation, and then she just kind of goes like, "Oh yeah, like I, I just don't know, I just don't feel the same way anymore." And then it just cuts over and like Rizzo and and what's his name are like bawling, crying, and Michael Caine's like, "How dare you show me that?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems very abrupt. So there's a whole song that goes in there that Whoa. was cut out. And a song they call yeah, and it's called "When the Love Is Gone," <gasps> and it's it's honestly it's fucking beautiful. Like it's it's this girl singing about like how Scrooge changed and like she was once madly in love with him, but he's not that person anymore, Aww. and she'll never feel that way again. And it's pretty much everything that turns him into Scrooge. Like it's it's what changes him just from a greedy guy to a greedy prick. Mm. And it's this great song where like it starts off with like the younger Scrooge and her and she's singing, but then like Michael Caine enters the shot and he's already crying when he enters the shot, but then he starts duetting with her. And it's a fucking beautiful and it's called When the Love Is Gone. And then the fucking last song of the movie is called When the Love Is Found, and it's the whole family wow. sitting together reprising this song, kind of making it all come full circle because he lost his love as a child and then found love as an adult. What the hell? And it's kind of the most important thing in the world. And by all accounts, Michael Eisner, who was running Disney at the time, just said it, it's too sad for kids and I don't want it in the movie. And that's the only reason it was cut out. Freaking Michael. I have so many thoughts because I don't know, did he watch the rest of this fucking movie? Because <laughs> I don't know, I kind of think the slow panning on Tiny Tim's scarf after he dies is a little sadder than uh, I got broken up with. You know what I mean? So like, I don't, I don't know if I um, buy that. Maybe, maybe that storyline and that song just hit a little too close yeah. to home for him. So yeah, maybe <laughs> he was a Scrooge. So it was, it was cut out from the theatrical release. It wasn't in there. It was put back in for a couple of TV releases. And that's how it's still like available. Like you can watch it on YouTube and stuff in like mm. in like very shitty. Is quality. it on your special features? Uh, it's not on the special features on the disc. It is on Disney Plus in the extras though. Oh. Um, but it's it's super low quality. Like it's it's like ripped off a TV version. It's it's not even like on the w- Disney Plus on Disney. It's, Plus? it's the only thing that exists. So they lost the negative apparently. <gasps> And that's why it's not back in the movie. Whoa. Because uh, everyone pretty much agrees that, like, it's insane that it's not in the movie. Like, if the only reason it was not put in there is because they thought kids would be bored, it's like, you're at your... <sighs> and also, I will say, like, ev- like what I love about the Muppets is, like, as fun and, and, like, danceable as their songs are, the other half of their songs are very heartfelt, quiet songs. Like, right. Like, Rainbow Connections, one of the greatest Muppet songs of all time, and it's just Kermit strumming a banjo singing about a life he's he'll never know you know what i mean yeah. so it's like that's like it's it's already that's already right up the muppets alley it's not like it's weird to have a ballad in your in your movie you know yeah so has uh, this guy seen willy wonka like, yeah hello so I, I just i don't i don't get it but it was a while because i'd only seen this i saw this years later so i didn't even know that existed i always thought like why is this girl even in the movie like it's just so, like he's like i loved you uh, we have to make more money. And then all of a sudden he's just like, <laughs> why'd you show me that ghost? I don't want to relive that. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh, it didn't seem like much. Ha- well, for me, I mean, I think I think you can sort of like put the pieces together in your mind and be like, oh, like that breakup just soured him as a person. You can put it in your mind, but it's the show don't tell. Like yeah. that's, that's tell, not show. And just, um, so Dang. yeah, as much as I love this movie, I think it's like, you got to pretend that scene's in there. Mm. And, like, the song's on the soundtrack. Like, like the song, it's like it's not like they hid the song. It's just, like, it's just, 
Yo, what did that girl do yeah. to deserve her song get to get cut? Brian Henson did claim, though, about a year or two ago, that they somehow found the negative <laughs> and that they do plan on putting it back in. Wait, a year or two ago? Yeah, so they were saying, like, th- people are thinking maybe 2022, because that's going to be, like, the 30th anniversary. Yeah. So they might come out with, like, a 4K or something with this Whoa. back in, which would be pretty cool. Freaking Disney's match. They don't lose anything. <laughs> I know. That's not like you found it. Like, what does that mean? Like, was that like an intern, like looking for something else? No, and he's like, fuck, are you kidding me? There's that freaking vault. They try know, and pretend things are dead and they're not. They try to this vault is real. Because like, by all accounts, they've always been like, oh, the vault's like figurative. Like, we put it in the Disney vault. It means like we're not selling it again. But then I'm reading this shit and they were like, yo, somebody found it in the vault. And I'm like, in the vault? Like, so it's real? Like, it's freaking real. It, it can't be real. Yo. I, you know how um they're I, I, why am I, why is it escaping me? You know how in the government they're like they're secrets that they lock away and then like a certain amount of time passes and they'll let it uh, be open to the public. Yeah, Disney's Disney needs to do that. Like they need to like let release these secrets that they yeah. have and like these secret documentaries that you have to like scourge the internet to find it's a shady company for sure <laughs> i don't know what their deal is oh jesus man yeah. i can't wait to watch that yeah you got it's got to be in the movie i don't they're crazy let's talk about this present ghost oh present ghost i love this guy uh i want to <laughs> like <laughs> hug this puppet at disney world come in and know me man <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not the fu- first person to make this joke i heard on a different podcast but it's he's a rasta yeah we're not just but like he's definitely smoking joints like, uh, come in and know me man means like know me know me better know me man. better yeah come and know me better like it just means like yeah, come, come, come spark one with me my <laughs> friend you yeah, know it's very funny Ho, 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 ho. Come in and know me better, man. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this guy. I um, I love that like his the way he grows. Sometimes he's real big, sometimes he's real small. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just jovial as fuck. He's great. He's like a Muppet Santa Claus, he if get, you will. He, he gets he gets all tight, crotch Scrooge to make a joke for the first time he in his does. life. And also, I love that he makes him walk jolly. Imagine the grocery bills. <laughs> I love he's so like he's so like I've never done that before. I, I, I made a joke and like he's so excited. Because <laughs> I grow when he says it, he's like I have eighteen hundred brothers and sisters. Imagine the grocery bills. Yep. <laughs> he's like I still have to joke about being a tight tight wide motherfucker. <laughs> like, okay, I also wanted to go back to real quick before like before the hauntings happened, like that first night when there's like kind of like his the scariness of him walking around his house. Yeah. Yo, so, like, this guy's, like, a true, like, he's, like, the greediest person that ever lived because he doesn't even spend his money on himself. Mm. Like, he keeps his house, it says he, Charles Dickens says he prefers to keep his house dark because it saves money on oil. Uh. So, it's, like, not only is he, like, a rich prick, he's, like, he treats himself bad. Like, he's mm. just, like, I go, no, we're not spending this money. It's, like, yeah. You, like it's, it's one thing if he's, like, balling out at home, but, like, he's eating, like, cheese with a knife. Next to the fire, I was like, oh, I thought you'd be rich enough to have like a goose going. You yeah, know what I mean? no, that's so true. Misery loves misery. I guess so. But yeah, um, he's hanging out. Goes to Christmas present. He sings uh, "Feels Like Christmas." It's kind of like the main song of the movie. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. This song has been in our heads since we've watched this. Yeah, it's hard to get out <laughs> after you hear it. You want to sing everything in this tone. 
Guys, I couldn't think of anything. Guys, I never wanted to have a video podcast before, but that was one moment. If you could see Marshall's face, like, I, I, I was saying my line, and she was like, oh, I'm going to think of something good. She was so excited, and then just froze. <laughs> Tone you left me with. Just, Drone? Like, what am I going to... Oh, man. That's hilarious. Oh, man. I couldn't. I couldn't tap in. That's great. Yeah, but uh, how did they do this puppet? Is it even a puppet or is it a guy in a costume? It's a guy in a costume and then a head that's like animatronically like moved uh. by a bunch of other people. I feel like this is like Hagrid in puppet form. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always been like, like Sweetums is the is the Muppet that that's always been played by a person in a suit, so they have always had kind of that. Uh. But his like the way he would grow huge and shit like that was 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 kind of wild. That's cool. Yeah, he's showing he's showing Scrooge. I mean, this guy just gets it. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying he shows them what what people in the present day think of Scrooge. And oh, Scrooge yeah. Gets it pretty hard from his from his family. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that was savage. That was really savage. For real. It, it's it's funny because like we did watch. I, I'm remembering now we did watch this movie and I was like half watching the first time you showed me this before uh-huh. the podcast. I think I was watching it alone and you were just like home. So yeah. Like, kind of like floating around. Uh, yeah. You know, like the ghost of Pris- Christmas past. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like there being more clues to hint that it was Scrooge in this game that they're playing. There was like, guess, I don't know, guess yeah. whatever I'm thinking. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like. <laughs> they called it yes and no. Yeah. Should we play a game of yes? Yeah, I love, I love Scrooge. He goes, "Come everyone, let's let's play a game." Spirit, do people play games at Christmas? <laughs> like he's so like, like he doesn't get it. No, <laughs> but like there was no clue. Like she just pulled Scrooge out of nowhere, and he's like, "Yes, that's it." He was an unwanted creature. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, all right." But I mean, he was kind of cold earlier, so I don't know how his nephew got to be all nice and jolly. Well, I mean, this scene almost showed that like, is he nice and jolly, or is like. Is he pretending? Is he being nice to Scrooge like for his money? Because like oh. he was super jolly, but then the second they behind closed doors, he's like, "I have a, ki- a game. Let's play. Who is a fuckface?" <laughs> you know, and they're like Scrooge, and they're like, "Oh, oh man. Uh, you know, they're having like a dandy party and fuck it." Maybe. <laughs> Why did I write that's a killer ad lib? This movie is so anti the upper. Like the story is so against the upper class that I just can't imagine that mm. <laughs> they're supposed to be written as good characters. Mm. And maybe they are, but I don't know. Yeah. They got it. It was just so catty the way they were like, no. oh. But uh, this ghost does show him um, Cratchit oh, and his the family. family. Oof. Yeah. It's a rough one, let me tell you. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. <laughs> Well, um, staying in line with me liking tiny things, I'm a huge fan of Tiny Tim. Nice. Super cute. Oh, I guess when you were saying that they make new Muppets, I guess half this family is new Muppets. Mm, yeah. Tiny Tim is Tiny Tim is played by Robin. Uh, he, he's Kermit's nephew. Oh. Um, and then there's Kermit and Miss Piggy, but then I think the other ones are all... Like the other son and the two pig daughters, I don't think they're... Re- I think they just made, it, made puppets for this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But one thing I, I, this is super small, but like even when the puppets eat, I love that they do like the actual swallowing. Yeah. Like I noticed, I was like, damn, commitment. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, more, just more evidence that, that Scrooge is just uh, like a piece of shit. Just like, yeah, I love Scrooge's disgust when they show up. 
Like he, like they go to Bob Cratchit's house and he's just like, "Where are we? I've never been here before." Like like yeah. they're in like the bad part of town. He was like, <laughs> smells like shit, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I I think this part of the story is pretty obvious, like what what goes on. But just thinking about like what we see and like what's new when we get to the 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 future ghost the third ghost i will say like even though it's not as freaking scary and terrifying as the first ghost it's still very scary oh yeah and especially if you're real young like, yeah i mean i even love like like if you're young enough to like you know when you're real young and you like buy into this stuff where you think like people are real like if i was like young enough to think like this was real and gonzo turned to me and said yo i'm too scared to watch this i'm gonna leave and i'll meet up with you at the end of the movie <laughs> i'd be like what the f- Gonzo's <laughs> leave like like how am I supposed to handle this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like like I think it was like a funny move. Like it was, it was like But yeah, I think it was a smart move to not make him talk. Like it looks very yeah. just very moody. It looks like a like a freaking dementor. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a grim reaper, really, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny though, like when I say it's an this is an obviously Christmas Carol is an amazing story, but it's so old where it's been te- everything's telegraphed so much that like there's no way you're supposed to buy us as an audience. We're surprised that everyone's talking about Scrooge. Mm. Like, in the death part, like, they're all like, oh, this this horrible man died. Fuck him. Let's all take his clothes and, and give it away and, and, and piss on his grave. And then he's just like, who is that? And, like, it's supposed to be a reveal that it's him. And it's yeah. Like, but it's obviously you. Like, it's like, why would he be showing you anybody else? But I love the, pet, the, the future yet to come stuff, too, because, like, He's also learning that he his like legacy of being like the richest man in town and all that stuff means nothing. Like literally, his belongings ended up in an alley being mm. distributed amongst like peddlers. You know what I mean? Like, right. like he didn't nothing yeah. that he built lived because nobody liked them. Yeah. So yeah. like, it doesn't matter how how much wealth you accumulate, how much power you have, how, like you know how much people fear you. All that shit goes right in the toilet when right. you're gone, unless people actually lo- loved you and want to carry on who you were you know right and then also like for someone who like you said doesn't really use like their riches and like enjoys it like when you die no one's gonna like you're not gonna enjoy it no matter how much you hoard your wealth like yeah use it now share the share the happiness share the wealth exactly exactly one thing that was new i mean i don't remember why why did the second ghost die (laughs) uh he only lives a day Oh, because he's the present. Oh, duh. And that's why he was forgetful too, where he was like, "I, I'm only, I'm only like, I forget, I forget the words he used, but it was like, I'm only concerned with the here and now, or something like that." Oh, I see, I see, yeah, I yeah. see. Okay. I love that effect of how he, how his like the hair got grayer Gray. and older as as he as he went on. Yeah. Yeah, I took that. Oh, I do the Christmas future too, when we're, we're we see the next Christmas at the Krampus house. <laughs> And fucking Tiny Tim is dialed, yo. And that's where, like, even though it's just Muppets, like, that dialogue from Charles Dickens, like, makes it so much more real of when they're just, like, like, Miss Piggy's crying over the stove. Mm. The kids are like, why is mom crying? Why is dad taking, why is dad not home yet? And then the other one's like, I don't know, the last two nights, he's just walked home a little bit slower from church. Like, damn, that's fucking haunting, yo. Yeah. Tiny Tim died, and now he just—he still goes to church. Like he didn't lose himself, but he's still just like, just, 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 just something. It's quiet uptown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking good, man. So it's like, yo, know, I know these are just felt frogs and 
toads and shit and Rizzle the Rats fucking farting around and, you know, eating jelly beans. I just want some cheese. <laughs> but I feel it, man. Like, and then just Michael Caine's acting, dude. Like, when he's, when he realizes, like, Tiny Tim dies and all that. Just, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then, yeah, you guy wakes up. He's got a new lease on life after all that. <laughs> Yeah, very, very wholesome. Um, I think as a kid, I could have handled this. Like, it would have, like you said, like, I would have been affected by, like, the darkness of it all. But, like, I think it's it's manageable. Well, I think the fact that Tiny Tim doesn't actually die. Yeah. Like, that, that's a big difference. Because that, that little... Uh, that, that, I've mentioned it before, but that pushing on the fucking cane and the scarf is just... Yeah. But again, like, the... I'm going to keep harping on how good Michael Caine is, like, acting... As if he's not in a Muppet movie. Like, mm. as, like, as on paper, as dumb as that moment is, when he donates the money to Bunsen and Beaker's thing, and then Beaker gives him that scarf, and he's like, a gift? For me? <laughs> like, it was so, like, I believed it. I'm like, yo, this old man has never given a gift from anyone because no one's ever liked them. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's fucking, it's fucking Beaker, Beaker giving him a fucking scarf. You know what I mean? Like, that's great. I love the, the added color, too. Like, it just made it festive. Like, yeah, all the like black have, and then the red. Yeah, and then he had the red on there. Uh, you know, Yo, I just remembered until this moment how freaking crappy he was to that rabbit puppet. Oh, yeah. That was the coldest. <laughs> I think out of everyone, he was super cold to that one. He threw him out, and then he opened the door, and then shook the fucking Jesus. I felt bad for that. Like, I knew everyone was poor, but, like, that one was really poor. <laughs> was that the one in the beginning when he threw him out, and, and as he threw him out, the guy just goes, thank you for not yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different puppet. Oh, that was a different yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, but he was mad me to that rabbit. Um, and then even, you know, I think... He he got too comfortable with that practical joke he played on Bob Cratchit, where I was like, "Yo, you've never been nice to this guy in your life." That was like Mad Michael Scott, where he went over there and acted like he was gonna yell at him. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. just like, "You were supposed to be at work today," and, you know. And then and then he did the flip out of it. I was like, "I would have been like, son, that's a nice thing to do, but you don't know me like that. Like, yeah. don't, don't, don't joke like that." <laughs> Miss Piggy was gonna come up and fuck him up. <laughs> I mean, Miss P- yeah, Miss Piggy was gonna. And yeah, we kind of, we haven't really been talking too much about a lot of the songs, but I like I like these oh. last bits of songs here. I like even though Michael Caine, and I'm not being mean, he admits it too. Like he can't sing, <gasps> like he's not a singer, and like you know, it's the, they purposely keep it pretty minimal with his singing in this. But I, you know, it works when he finally does it. Uh-huh. Uh So I, I dig that that final Scrooge song. Um, I would have loved the reprise of when the love is found if it made any sense. But uh. we hear it, and it's just like it's still good. It just doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> Uh, so that would have been good. And then I like, uh, just to go back to the Henson spirit of like being entertaining, but also teaching kids. Like I like one of those last lines where they were like, all right, you've seen the movie. Now go read the book. You know, like uh, they're still like promoting like good shit, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like it's not, it's not just like farts and, and poops. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm really trying to, my best to remember the songs, but the only one that sticks out is. Something, something, friend or a brother. <laughs> Christmas. Like, I can't get it out. No. I can't think of any other song. Not even the Scrooge song? No. There goes Mr. Humdrum. Oh, yes. There goes Mr. something. See. <laughs> I don't know the words. There's no there goes Mr. Grinch. I yeah. don't know. It's not Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know about the Grinch in the 1840s? Yeah, no? Grinch is kind of kind of jacks on Scrooge a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Scrooge is a better story. It's more realistic. Yeah, it is more. Re- it's about like 
And it's just more like like related. Like it's, the other one's like be nice. This one's like don't be like a greedy fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like don't like step on poor people. Like you know, like it's <laughs> it's it's a little bit more interesting than just being like have a your heart should grow bigger. <laughs> I don't know. I never I was never a Grinch guy personally. Yeah. So okay. So now I remember the Scrooge song. Uh, Christmas and yeah. whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the Marley third. Marley. What about um? I mean, there's the bless us all, the tiny Tim. Oh, everyone, yeah. Bless us all, yeah, that one. Uh, what else is there? Oh, one more sleep till Christmas. Is one more sleep till Christmas? That's the one I can't get out of my head. No, you're thinking of. Are they not the same song? Yeah, they're different songs. Oh. <laughs> one is called It Feels Like Christmas, and one's called One More Sleep Till Christmas. Yeah, it's the same song, but different words. No, it's not. It, they're totally the same. They're it's like not. a reprise. No, it's not. I'm t- are you serious? Yeah. They, you can't. That's like a cheating writing song. What are you talking about? They sound exactly the same. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say Christmas in both songs. <laughs> You can when Kermit sings one of them, and whoever the fuck else sings the other one. <laughs> the Ghost of Christmas. Yeah, we're looking this up. They're the I mean, same I'm, I'm gonna song. put them back to back right now, so whoever's listening to this can hear it. But I'll play it for you after. All right. <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. <laughs> the promise of excitement is one the night will keep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. All right, now that you just heard it, folks, you know I'm right, and we're going to move on. Uh, nope, nope, we know that I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I know they're not the same songs. I know I'm right, and they're not a reprise either, but they might be somewhat similar, but they're definitely not a reprise. You, it's part. like, all right, I think it's a reprise, but whatever. One goes, da ba 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 da ba da da ba da da and the other one goes, they're the same song it's a different interpretation of the same song no it's not all right folks let us know all right let's go do some best words all right all right well since we were just arguing about it we'll start with best worst song Christmas. That actually is my. Fa- it feels like Christmas is my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, I cannot get out of my head. You can so. do it with a friend or a brother. It might be my best and worst, honestly. Oh, burn! Just because I can't get it out of my head, and it's the worst. Even though we made fun of it already, I, I my worst is actually it was Marley and Marley. It's, it's pretty unforget. <laughs> it's pretty forgettable, and the end is just annoying. <laughs> Because that part's not in the song. Like, in the song, there's different lyrics, and then they at the end, just three times in a row, we're Marley and Marley, whoa, and I just don't like it. <laughs> I just, like, I, like, even when I listen to the soundtrack, like, if I'm in the car, I skip that one every time. Oh, uh, it's not great. Not a fan of Marley and Marley. Your best and worst is both It Feels Like Christmas? Yeah. Your your worst isn't One More Sleep Till Christmas, because it, it sounds like... <laughs> you don't know that song? It goes... One more sleep till Christmas. Darn it. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Do the Muppets do hard rock? Uh, they do Queen from time to time. Ooh, that's f- Oh, yeah. You played that in the yeah. car once or twice. All right. Best worst line mm. or ad lib. Are we going for like humor or for like? For humor. Oh, okay. That made so me laugh like, out loud. Okay. So not like a Charles Dickens line. No. Nah. 
So, for example, my best or like one that I really liked was it's the it's the British way. That's my favorite oh. too. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, you must work hard and succeed in business. It's the American way. <laughs> and then Gonzo whispers in his ear and goes, oh, it is the British way. <laughs> and it's funny, like that character is Sam Eagle. Like he's like the p- super pro-America. Like that's his whole thing. He's, oh. like, he's, very, he's the patriotic blue eagle. <laughs> oh man, there are more layers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like he got, it's, like, it, it's as if like the actor got confused. Like that's the joke. So, like he's so pro-America, he forgot that it's not an American story. That's funny. Yeah, that's my favorite line. My I favorite really, comedy line too. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty great. Where's I don't know. I mean, there's just some of the like some of the stuff is just very for kids where I just don't fight. You know, it's like I think when they like burn the the they, they try to light the torch and they like Rizzo and he's like, like the torch, not the rat. Like the torch, not the rat. Like mm. it's fine. Like it's cute for kids, but not yeah. necessarily like, clever or anything. That's true. Yeah, I didn't really have a worse. Yeah. I kind of just wanted to talk about that. Nice. Um, but if I did have to pick a worse, but it's not like really a worse. Um, the the running joke that these pigs are like super into eating all the time. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, we just we, that was a great breakfast. What should we do now? Lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that was a nice long breakfast. What do we do with the day now? How about lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. It's really all my best worst, but I mean, just out of my own curiosity, do you have a favorite Muppet? Uh, I do, and I also picked. So I picked best worst Muppet, like in the in in the sense of how they were used in this movie, uh-huh. not like in general. But I'll be, I can answer that too. Okay. Um, we could do either one first. Yeah, I mean favorites. I think my two favorites in terms of watching them in general. Yeah, it's always been Fozzie and Animal. Fozzie mainly because he's a comedian, so I love comedians. <laughs> but what I love, Fozzie's great because I didn't get it as a kid. I didn't get why he was funny. Because uh-huh. his whole thing is like he's like a, sh- a shitty comedian, you know? So he gets on stage, he tells bad jokes, he goes, waka waka, and nobody thinks he's funny. Okay. And I got, like, as a kid, I'm like, all right, I get it, whatever. It's, that's interesting. But in the movies and stuff, like, whenever there's a good writer behind Fozzie, when he's not performing, quote unquote, he's fucking hysterical. Like, he's very, like, witty and says very funny things. But himself as a character doesn't realize he's saying funny things. Uh, so, like, when he's trying to be a comedian, he sucks. And then when he's regular, he's, like, very witty and, like, he has a great sense of humor. <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. Like, I, like I, that's why I like Fozzie so much. That's cool. And then Animal is just, come on. He's the best. He plays the drums. He yells. He's, ah, you know. <laughs> Love Animal. That's probably my favorite Muppets. Aw. Yeah. You got a favorite? Uh, I feel like I can't really have a favorite. <laughs> Burn. Like I don't, I only remember like three of their names at this point. Who can you remember? name as many Muppets as you can? How about that? Kermit, okay. <laughs> the Frog, yeah. Mrs. Piggy. Uh huh. <laughs> it's Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. Ah, uh, he didn't put a ring on it yet. I mean, that should be Mrs. The Frog. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And then you have Rizzo. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> he's not popular at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would name that as their third. Like, if you're like, yeah, name as many Muppets as you can go. Uh, 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 the Fezzy? Fezzy? <laughs> nope. No, the one you just liked. Yeah, pretty close, though. Fezzy, Fuzzy, Fozzy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Four, Damn. I got. Damn. Okay. All right. Fair. Uh, but my the best worst of use in this movie, though. My best was a tie because I couldn't really figure it out, but... I think Kermit is Bob Cratchit. That's great casting. Like I already mentioned earlier why I think that. But I also got to give it to Gonzo a little bit. Because I got to say, 
if we're living in this world where the Muppets are actors, uh-huh. Gonzo is actually playing Charles Dickens. Like, he's not being Gonzo, Aww. which I think is cool. Like, Gonzo's a little bit more manic and crazy. Yeah. And, like, when you watch this, like, he's... If he were an actor, he would actually be doing a good job playing Charles Dickens because he's not doing his normal shtick. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, he's pretty fucking good at this movie because like he's he's not he's not the normal Gonzo that he normally is yeah. in the other stuff. So I think that was pretty good. That's cool. And then for worst, I don't really consider it worst, but it's only because I love them so much and I wish they had more to do. Is uh, the band Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? They're they, that's the band that Animal is part of that he plays the drums for. They're the band at Fozzywig's party, and they they start off playing like very like period appropriate music, and Animal's hitting the triangle, and he starts getting frustrated because he wants to bang on the drums. Yeah, and then they bust out into like a more hype song. It's good. I like the song they bust out to, but they always have the best songs in everything Muppets, and I just wish like their song had some words, and it was uh, like I wish it was more. Okay. You know, so I feel like they just weren't used to their potential. Damn, because I love. The other ones when I was playing you songs from the first movie, they're like, can you picture that? That's, that was that band. It's pretty, yeah. pretty they, they make some good pitchy. stuff. Yeah, that's my best waste. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, Is it even a beyond the credits for fucking? I have, I have a mini thing. All right, let's I have go. a mini thought. So my only um, thought after watching this is I'm surprised they didn't try and adapt more stories with the Muppets. Oh, like even did. as, oh. That's what they followed it up with. Oh, well. <laughs> that's what I was going to talk about. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right off the success of this, uh, Brian Henson directed the next one, which was Muppet Treasure Island, oh. which is the Robert Lu- uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. I'm going to go with Robert. Okay. Bobby. Might be Richard. I'm not going to look it up. I find it funnier when I don't look it up. <laughs> so we're going to go Robert or Richard Louis Stevenson. I think Mr. it's Robert. R. Yeah, the old R, man. But yeah, so then they went and did Treasure Island, uh, which is just another classic That's novel. It's an interesting choice. Um, well, it's a Puppets and Muppets. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say Muppets and Pirates. <laughs> Muppets and Puppets, baby. <laughs> Plug them into anything. Don't even worry about it. That's me at the pitch meeting. We're doing Treasure Island, but Muppets and Puppets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the story of Treasure Island. I mean, I don't know like the beats of it, but it's like uh, the famous uh, what's his name, Blackbeard. I don't know the famous. (laughs) Yeah. Um. What was I? Oh yeah. So I just think you should choose a more pot. Like I'm thinking like like holiday stories. You know. All right. What would you do? I think a next one could have been like, like they could have done Peter Pan Muppet style or like, I don't know, like other popular things. Treasure Island's pretty popular. Oh, I don't know, Treasure Island. <laughs> anyway. Treasure Island invented like X marks the spot and shit like, like everything like pirate related you've ever thought of like came from that. Like everything fictional pirate. It's like from- Peter Pan? Yes. Yeah, like, like Peter Pan, oh, way before Captain Hook. You're just trying to get Captain Hook up in this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Long John Silver and shit. I'm looking it up a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hear some clicking going on. Over there. <laughs> I, I went from having no information to be like, yeah, it's got Mr. and Mrs. Hawkins and John Hunter and George Murray. Are you kidding? <laughs> Written and directed by. These are timeless, timeless characters. <laughs> um, no, Treasure Island's popular. I just don't, don't know anything about pirates. Like, I'm not a big pirate fiction yeah. guy. But, like, all that shit, like, having a bird on your shoulder, fucking a map with an X on it, like, yeah. it's all Treasure Island. I mean, I think if Disney, like, went ahead and, like, bought them, they could have just done, like, all their stories again, Muppet style. Like, yeah. Cinderella. Uh, so, I'm not saying that it would be 
good. I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised they haven't gone that route. They should go, like, something else. Not Cinderella. Yeah, they should go, like... Tarzan. They should do Muppets. That's fun. I got to think of that <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Nah. I don't want to do Disney. Ah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... Like, there's no creative freedom. They should do, like, uh... I think Sherlock Holmes could work. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, that's... The Great Muppet Capers. It's not Sherlock Holmes, but it's 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 a it's it's been done. Fozzie and Kermit are two report investigative reporters who try to solve like a a, a burglary. Okay. So it's kind of similar. But anyway, I think yeah. But you know, I mean, I think Ker- uh, Kermit. I think Muppets version Muppet versions of like M- Muppet Jurassic Park. Yeah, or like <laughs> Muppet Karate Kid. Like that's <laughs> hilarious. I'm on board. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it did. It did lead to one more Muppet Treasure Island. I think it probably made money, but I don't think it was a, like a huge success. And then that went into Muppets in Space, which again I haven't seen. Right. But by all accounts, people don't seem to like it. Then that led to the full buyout, then nothing for a while, and then the 2011 Jason Segel one, which I no. liked a lot, and then the sequel to that, which I also still haven't seen. So, but I have that on Blu-ray now, so I'm gonna watch it soon. Do you think the puppeteers are like training their um? What do you call when you're like mentoring someone? Successors. Yeah. Sure. I uh, can't think of the word that I actually want to use. Yeah. But like, do you think they're training people so in the case of their death that there's like someone to step in? I guess so. That'd be cool. I feel like and also a lot of puppets require more than one person. So I feel like if you're doing like the left arm, you're like training, and then mm. eventually, you know, like you're kind of there, like learning it. You yeah. know what I mean? All right. So to wrap this up with some of my final thoughts here. As far as the Christmas movie goes, this is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to choose this over one of the more funnier picks, like a Die Hard or a, or a Gremlins, because <laughs> I. I, I don't want to get too much into the whole Die Hard debate, but I do think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I know people go, it's not, it is, it's not, it is. It's, you know, it's a movie about a guy who goes somewhere to visit his family on Christmas and then get the story gets fucked up. I think it is a Christmas yeah. movie. Having said that, and I think it's one of the best action movies ever made. Having said that, it's not a good Christmas movie. <laughs> like, if the, uh, if, the, if the criteria is a movie that makes you feel Christmassy... Right. Die Hard is a very bad Christmas movie. Now that I think of it, there's no reason why you should have hated on while you were sleeping being a Christmas movie. I feel like you hated on it. I My did. Choice. Because that that movie, it happened to be Christmas in the middle of the movie. <laughs> the story didn't focus on Christmas. It's about family no. coming together. All right. Sorry. It's got to be, a, <laughs> the holiday's got to be the, a central plot. Right. In and Die Hard, it's it about was, but... John McClane going to visit his family for Christmas. He gets there. He finds out his wife's at a Christmas party. <laughs> he goes to that party to meet her. Right. And then terrorists come and take over. Yeah. So it's a Christmas movie because it's about it's about a guy trying to be with his family on Christmas. Right. And this While is Sleeping about... was about a girl who met a guy who went into a coma. During, During his the holidays. Coma, it was Christmas. He woke yeah, but up it was the holiday Christmas. season he the whole up, time. He woke up in like January and then they just fucking did some shit. All right. Anyway. So anyway, that what I was saying was... I didn't pick Die Hard this year because even though it's one of my favorite movies ever, I think it's a shitty Christmas movie. Okay. It's a great everything else movie, but it's not good. It doesn't make me feel Christmassy. I don't watch it and go, ooh, I want to call my parents. So yeah, it doesn't make me feel Christmassy kind of in that sense. So I wanted to go with something that actually made me feel the spirit of the holiday season. I'm not even a really that big of a Christmas guy. I, I really, as you know, I'm, I'm, I like giving gifts. I think it's very a fun thing to do, but it's also I find it stressful. And so what I think makes kind of this one special kind of above these other Christmas movies and these other adaptations is 
like the Christmas Carol is already a classic story, and to have what I think is like one of the most definitive adaptations 150 years later, it's pretty impressive. It's a pretty big feat. Um, and then yeah, like these filmmakers clearly had tons of respect for Charles Dickens' writing, um, and I like that they chose to celebrate it with the Muppets instead of kind of just parroting it or lampooning it and kind of making making light of the whole story. Because mm. they're you know Muppets are inherently very silly, but this movie kind of chose wisely to separate that. And kind of keep the heart of the story untouched, which I think was really good. Michael Caine, just again, up top, just crushed it. I, I wouldn't want anyone else to play this role. Like, I, I, I buy into his emotions, even though everything around him is so fake. And, you know, it doesn't match what's going on with him. So I love that. Um, and then, just like for the Muppets as a whole, I think this happened twice now. Where, you know, losing Jim Henson was such a big thing to the Muppets. And it very well could have been the end of it. But by having... A movie that I think is the, a, a, such a good representation and fits right in with the first three movies done without him kind of showed that the torch can get passed to the right creative person. So even if, you know, the guy who invented it's not around, is if someone cares enough, they could bring it back with love and it'll be good. And we've seen that with Brian Henson with this. And then we saw it again with Jason Stegall and Nick Stoller in 2011. I think that's a great bring back of the Muppets. It didn't really lead to an era of great Muppet stuff necessarily, but that's not their fault. Like they, they made a great product, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I I like that I like that this is just kinda like it's kinda like hopeful that that, you know, just because Jim Henson's gone doesn't mean that we can't still tell good stories with, with mm-hmm. what he created. Even though I still think the original's probably the best Muppet movie, I do find it funny that for someone like me who's usually less into the kid friendly things and like something with a little bit more of an adult kick that I do, this is clearly my second favorite one right after it. And even though it is a little bit more childish, but I like the humor, but I love just the, the respect given to the to the source material and that it doesn't really treat kids kind of stupid. Like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't try to sugarcoat sickness and death and, and the, the stuff that is actually really scary, you know? Uh, so I think it's pretty great. And then, uh, yeah, so finally for you, I basically, I knew you weren't crazy about the Muppets, but I just don't really know what on paper would deter you from liking the Muppets. I mean, you love wholesome entertainment. You like songs. You Do like I? You like comedy. Hmm. You know, you, like, you love when people get along and are friends and they hug and talk about friendship and that's half of the Muppets kind of thing is that they're all there for each other and support each other and hmm. tell fun stories. So I thought I had a pretty good chance there. I didn't know only one song was going to stick in your head, but I figured <laughs> I figured some of these songs might, might go, go in there real good. And you like Michael Caine from Miss Congeniality, so I thought I had another chance there. Yep. And it's just, uh, it's nice. It's okay. a very it's a very nice time at the movies. It's not very, after making you watch Hereditary with uh, beheadings and, and payment, I thought it was a nice little, I thought maybe you'd enjoy uh, something nice. Oh, how nice. So, Marsha, as a final Christmas question, do you love what we love? I love it. Bah, humbug. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You got me. Why are uh, you mad? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's versus. But anyway. Uh, no, I freaking love it. It's short and sweet. It's wholesome. Everyone's so great. And the Muppets made me happy. I love Tiny Tim and the mice. I just want some cheese. <laughs> the best line in the movie by far. And friggin' Michael Caine is amazing, like you said. Like, yeah. I know miscongeniality really put him on the map, but like, he did a really great job in this movie. <laughs> 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 
no every everything's freaking awesome uh and the songs will be stuck in my head and what i loved about it most is you know we were watching this movie with our like lights off but like our christmas lights on on our christmas tree and it felt like it felt like christmas exactly and i love that nice so so uh yeah i love this movie yeah (laughs) and with that being said you know love what i love listeners thanks for uh sticking around for another year and we hope that you're you know having an amazing holiday season yeah we're so excited to what this new year is gonna bring we're gonna have tons of fun content for you maybe even some more fun bonus stuff who knows what we got around the corner but yeah thanks for sticking with us through yet another year and we're excited to see you in 2022 all right folks that is our show thank you so much for listening if you enjoy our podcast be sure to subscribe and tell a friend also if you have the time please take a moment to rate and review it would be quite a christmas miracle every bit of feedback does help i'm andy and i'm masha and i hope you love what i love humbug <laughs>